with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly sudden host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's been a, uh, it's, it's been a different week of Orioles baseball since the last time we talked. Has it? A rough homestand. Well, it and was a rough weekend. last time we talked. Was it rough last time, too? I don't Yeah, remember. I think we talked just after that debacle with Toronto. All right. Well, hey... Welcome to football season. That's right. Uh, we can get to uh, Lamar Jackson being afraid to run, perhaps being traded because his contract's up, squeaking by the Jets. We're also joined by the zany one, Burt Rohde. What up, 336ers? And look okay. at that. You can hear him and he didn't cut out. <laughs> I got my <laughs> snowball mic hooked up, operational. We are good I mean, to go. He- He's at his desk. He's not just relaxing on the couch. It's like it's like <laughs> old times. We're back. We're back to doing a podcast. Yeah, man. Got a lot you, to you, talk about. You want old times? We got to go back to Arnold. Okay, if you want old That's times, right. I know we missed out on that this year at the Outer Banks. We'll have to get. We'll get that back. Maybe over the holidays at some point. Get burnt yeah. down south. Maybe, maybe, or maybe there's just never ever going back, Josh. Everything about that. I mean. Things are okay now, but I guarantee you and I will be back in Baltimore next year for some baseball games. All right. Yeah, well, so if good, go I'll home. come back. All right. We got opening day and hopefully some playoffs to go back for next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Since Part of me I'll, is. I'll be saving the money from this year. It's true. Part of me, like financially, I'm dead broke with this move to, to make it. Part of me, to be honest, is a little bit happy. I'm not going to shell out airfare and tickets and merchandise and all that stuff. I don't want to say I'm happy that the, and I still think the Orioles have a very real chance of making the playoffs. Um, We can talk about that later, but I think they're very much in the playoff. But if they don't make it, I'm part of me is like my financial self is grateful for that. Oh no, (laughs) I definitely, I definitely looked at it and was like, it'd be nice if Tampa could overtake New York. So then if the Orioles make it, the game will be in Tampa. And I can just drive over there and save uh, save some money. 
Yeah. You can drive down. It'd be a little more affordable. At the same time, I've told Kelly uh, that next year, be prepared because the Orioles World Series, that's like where I max out all the credit cards. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's, is it comforting that the downfall of the Ravens, or is it too early to say the downfall of the Ravens <laughs> coincide with the rise of the Orioles? See, I was looking at yesterday's, at Sunday's game more thinking, of course, Bert wants to talk. It was Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson both on his TV at the same time. Of course, he wants to come back onto this podcast. Yeah, were you wearing a Joe Flacco jersey or a Lamar Jackson jersey when you're watching the game? Lamar Jackson jersey. Thank you very much. You were <laughs> mistaking me for my brother and some other friends who are still kissing Joe Flacco's butt 10 years later. Uh, and and so you guys are already writing them off after a twenty-four to nine victory or whatever it was. It was it's the New York Jets for one. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. I think no. the Ravens are gonna be really good this year. Yeah, but it is the Jets. They need some so of those pieces. Those injured pieces get to come too back. Excited yet? Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Miami had a big win this past week, so uh, it'll it'll be more of a challenge, I think. Yeah, and Kansas City looks unstoppable. Yeah, but it's still week one. one week. Anything can yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm reminded just following the Orioles how, and just looking at some of the NFL games uh, yesterday, you know, watching teams just choke, and it was really some really good games actually. But, but how good the Ravens are year in and year out. I mean, Raven fans have very little right, to complain about because we always put a good a good squad on the field, unlike some other franchises. Yeah. Hey, hey, is is That's there true. a would it not work? Like, why is there? I was watching the red zone, and this is I'm what? ten years too late. Finally, watched the red zone, and for the end of the one o'clock games, it was amazing. They had like four screens. Yeah, quad. It was just incredible. Yes. Is there? I mean, I know all the baseball games. The majority of the baseball games start at seven and then ten. Is there no equivalent like in baseball? How come baseball doesn't have a red zone? No, the only equivalent was years ago when they did that game one sixty two. Yeah, and you had excitement. But why but can't mean, there be a, a another um, channel on the MLB oh, at Bad App you can. that just you can. shows runners in scoring positions in all these games? Oh, I don't know about that. But, games. but what I've been doing is using the ML, going to MLB.tv instead of using the app. Have you ever? Have you guys done this? Have you watched the games on your computer? I've no. never done that. Oh, it's outstanding! It's so much better. Like right now, I have the Oriole game on my computer over here on the side. And up in the and the screen is, you got the Oriole game real big. At the bottom, you get a scoreboard, and it shows you big pictures of who's pitching, who's batting. On the right hand side is the lineups and everything. Oh, it's the same like that on the iPad. Like, but here's where the kicker is. You know how on the iPad you can swipe down to see the, the different game scores at the top. Yeah, that's that's up there, but you can click on it, and I can do one big one in the middle and three little ones on the small side where I watch four games at once, or I can do a grid of all four of them, or I can do two large ones. You can watch multiple games on the MLB. And I wish they would bring that to the app because it's outstanding on the computer. I know towards the end of this MLB regular season, if you put on the MLB network towards the end of the night, they'll jump around to the action at all the – Games that matter at that yeah, point, I've seen that. you know. That's true. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's at least kind of comparable, like but yeah. I mean, NFL is a different beast. You know, one game a week, it's a bigger deal. Um, and I don't think there's. I think there would be if you did the, um, what would be the MLB, uh, scoring position channel instead of Red Zone. Sure. 
I think there would be dead dead times where it's like, uh, no one's in scoring position, so we're gonna watch this pitching duel. Right. Baseball is also different. Where like football, it's offense, <laughs> offense, offense. The most exciting thing is offense. As fun as defense is, the offense is the exciting part. Where sometimes the baseball. The pitching duel is what you want to tune into. You want to get your alert when there's a no hitter, not when there's a random team that has a guy on second base. Right. Well, I guess my argument would be like, I don't want to flip around and click on random baseball games. But if I have a channel that was just showing me like when Otani was up or when Trout was up or when there was like bases loaded, yeah. like I would probably watch that. Yeah. But I'm not going to click around these individual games. Baseball, It's it was interesting to hear um, the commissioner talk about baseball a couple of weeks we get some new rules too that they're just have just yeah, officially coming next year we'll get into that but it's, it was interesting to hear him talk about and it was only this wasn't even all-star break this was two or three weeks ago maybe it was the end of trade deadline and he was talking about the future of the game and stuff and it was kind of leading into some of these rule changes that might happen that now will happen but he was also talking about how he knows they need to fix the tv rights that the tv rights are screwed up with the you can't locally stream the and the blackouts, and, yeah. and he knows it's a complicated process, as we've talked about on here before, because every team owns their own rights and sold them. So there's a million different contracts out there, but he's determined that they're going to fix that in the next five years, and that's one of their goals is to fix that. And I think with that is where you get some of those rights back, where maybe baseball could do a thing like that instead of being stuck in this middle at ground area. Yeah. But even if they had a channel where you go, they jump to a game where runners in scoring position or Trout's up on a one-run game or something like that, I like that idea. But it it occurring next year and in future years when there's a pitch clock going on yeah, too. So we're also yeah. not sitting there twiddling our thumbs while he like right. you know wiggles his elbow and rubs his nose and scratches his butt and rubs the baseball and then four and a half minutes later he'll throw a pitch. And then right. the umpire comes and checks the guy's hair, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. I have seen MLB Network do that occasionally late at night as games are ending. It would be interesting for them to just do a show that starts at 7 o'clock and goes till whatever, midnight, 1 a.m., and that's what they do. They do their baseball talk about what's happened through the day, and, hey, let's take you to this game. Something yeah. exciting has happened in Detroit. Let's go here. Yeah. Same thing. And even if they go back a minute or a couple minutes to, to, to reshow you. Yeah. The home sure. run or whatever, right? Yeah. NFL yeah. Red Zone does that too. Sometimes they do. They exactly. But so. like you said, it is an offense thing, especially with football. They're not on the Red Zone channel. They're not jumping to a game where the offense is backed up into their own red zone. Right. Nobody wants to see what the defense is going to do there. They're only caring when the offense is in right. the opposing team's red zone. <laughs> right. I feel like the Scott Hansen's excitement would not translate to baseball. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that was total chaos at the end of the one o'clock games. And I also thought the red zone, maybe this is my own preconceived notions, but I thought it was just for like fantasy football guys. Like I just thought fantasy football guys no. like the red zone. Well, but no, you know, it was I like mean, entertaining. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. Outside yeah. of fantasy football. No, it's entertaining. I watch it all the time. Now, if you have the NFL ticket, they have another channel that's like the red zone, but it's for fantasy guys. Okay. And it's all focused on fantasy uh, stats. And hey, I don't. Right, I don't want to watch that. I want to see base football. I want a chan NFL channel where you can input 
your own fantasy team and it just jumps to those games where your players are <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Direct TV cool. Direct TV tried that a few years ago where you would enter in like your favorite players, they called it. Uh-huh. And it wouldn't jump to the game, but it would come out with a little box at the bottom to say, Hey, uh, Ray Rice just ran for 10 yards. Click the watch. Sure. Something like that. So they've tried it. Can I make one other comment about the Ravens and then and then I'll get off it? It just made me laugh. Uh, Jason Lockampaka and others have have mentioned that if if Lamar Jackson isn't going to sign this extension, um, which by the way the talk around the extension is so dumb I can't even get I can't even get past it where people are criticizing Lamar or people are criticizing the Ravens when no one has any idea about any of the numbers so right. I don't know how you can criticize anybody but whatever go and and do your thing but they're saying like well maybe we'll trade Lamar next year according to Jason Lockampaka. And then he also said, "Well, once D- Dak Prescott got hurt, he should call. They should call the Ravens and trade Huntley. And uh, is, well, could we be looking at a Ravens going into next year not having a single quarterback? Maybe open tryouts. Maybe we could try out for, for the quarterback position. <laughs> well, why you moved out of Baltimore? Why are you listening to to Lock? I can't get enough. <laughs> no, it was just on Twitter. <laughs> it was just Twitter. People retweeting him." Uh, I, yeah, there's your insider. <laughs> Inside news. The Ravens might not have a quarterback. I, I mean, worst case scenario is that they just franchise him next year. They still have him under control to franchise him next year, right? right? And, and they can yeah. do the next two years. They can yeah, yeah. Two years. And, and they still won't get near that 230 guaranteed number. I, so the, I think it'll be all right. I feel I really feel like it's a win-win situation because he Lamar Jackson's gonna bet on himself, and that's fine. Uh, but then if he's going to do that, it's Super Bowl or bust, uh, in my opinion. And in that case, if he is as good as he says he is and he wins the Super Bowl, then we all win. We win the Super Bowl. Right. If he doesn't, then the Rave, then he's lost the bet on himself and the Ravens right. avoid spending $230 million or whatever it is. I so mean, I don't know. Right. And well, it's also like, I feel like. Didn't Joe Flacco do the same thing? Yeah. And won the right. Super Bowl and got we're a deal. Like, we're yeah. acting like this has never happened before in football. That a player that has bet on himself. Joe Flacco did the same thing. And he won Judge the Super is doing Bowl. it right now. He made all the money. Sure. Yep. Judge is doing it in baseball. Like, this happens all the time. Right. Yeah. Lamar's a little different because he doesn't have an agent that's out speaking about it. So you only hear directly from Lamar. But he has a mother who cares. Yeah. But, it's not, but nothing new about this. Yeah. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, if it means we win a Super Bowl, I don't care. And I I don't care. Of course. I don't care. But can I tell you why maybe you should care, Bert? Isn't not having a contract make it maybe a little less likely that we win the Super Bowl? Isn't one of the things that make Lamar Jackson great, what he does in the running game, and not having a guaranteed deal outside of this year, won't that make him a little less likely to put his body out there? No, I think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. He's betting on himself, which means he doesn't trust those wide receivers. He's going to run it himself. Is that why he ran 20 times against the Jets? We, oh, wait a minute. Seen, he didn't run yeah. it all against the Jets. Five or six times? It was the Jets. He shouldn't have yards. even played the fourth quarter. It was the Jets. All right. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think whenever you have players playing for contracts, it can, it can be great for the player and great for the team. So let's yeah. do it. I don't I'm think fine. you ever see anyone pull back. Because of contract, maybe not show up to practice or whatever, but not on the field. I don't know. 
I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm fine with the situation as it is. I I think he's if he wants to get paid more than the offer they originally had, then uh, he's got to earn it, and he's that, put that on his own shoulders for this year. I find that a little surprising coming from you, Bert, because you're a big Lamar Jackson guy. Your interest in the Ravens feels pretty tied to Lamar Jackson. Totally. Uh, maybe yeah, that is find- betting on <laughs> Lamar Jackson, my own self. Uh, yeah, yeah, I own, you, I own a, I bought a big fancy Jersey. I want to wear it a few more years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You but don't want to go to Costco at one o'clock on Sundays. No, you got back on board with the Ravens. Thanks to Lamar because of him being exciting to watch. There was nothing exciting though on Sunday. They won, but it was a pretty boring game. It was a boring first half. Uh, I like those touchdown passes. I'm I'm on board with that. I I like him shutting them people up that say he can't throw a touchdown. Can't throw. He doesn't have the arm. Well, here's a yeah, 55 they, yard touchdown pass. Yeah, right on the money. And caught and caught thanks to trade away Hollywood Brown. They they're actually yeah. catching the ball. Yeah, yep, that's a good thing too. All, All right. right. So you, you want to talk some baseball? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yes. Um, we can. We got Bert story time today. Uh, also, just update on the wild card chase. Right now, we're playing the Nationals. Really interesting. Right before we came on the show, um, former Oriole great Hunter Harvey. Uh, I got the bobblehead upstairs, pitching against um, or, or pitching against Adley Rutschman in a in a classic battle of top Oriole stars. Except one's a national now. You know. Um, Hunter Harvey's thrown more games this year for the Nationals than he did with his entire career for the Orioles. Isn't that yeah, kind of believe it? That's yeah, that's crazy. And he's having a good year. ERA of two point seven nine. Um, you know, more strikeouts than innings pitched. Hunter Harvey's having a good year. You know, he and Ryan Mountcastle are close friends. Oh, really? Still, because they were in that system all together. And you know what Mountcastle did when he faced Hunter, Hunter Harvey tonight? He had a home run. He hit a home run. Yeah, man. Uh, and Adley had a double. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's but it's a nice way to set up your uh, nice way to deal with your friendship. Yeah, he'll be getting some text messages about that. But um, I, it's really it makes me happy actually to see Hunter Harvey healthy because I always liked Hunter Harvey and I'm just glad the dude's healthy and can pitch. Because I thought when he left Orioles, I thought he's done skis because he just can never stay healthy. So that's good. Yeah, still um, kind of a bust. Like he's on the Nats. He's on the Nats because they suck. Yeah, they, it's not like he's a good pitcher. He's not what he was supposed to be. Yeah, but this, 3.0 or whatever. This is a, a chance to have him kind of redeem his career maybe and get another chance. So hopefully he does. But yeah, he, he was supposed to be a starter and then got right. hurt in bullpen and then got hurt in the bullpen. But he was throwing 100 miles per hour there. So it was good to see. Yep. Um, we lost three out of four to Toronto. Yep. Then we lost two out of three to Boston. So much for just one series. Well, and that yep. Saturday game was just ugly. Yeah. yeah, was that seventeen to three or something? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, 14, Brian McKenna like was thrown in there to pitch in the last yeah. inning. I mean, that was the only fun part was seeing McKenna pitch. Hey, That's and Ryan McKenna, I always complain about pitchers throwing thirty miles per hour. Ryan McKenna was throwing some heat. He was getting up in the seventies. That's how all these pitchers should pitch. Yes, give me a slider, give me a curveball, throw fast on the seventy. I know everyone yeah. can do it. Went lofting it in forty miles per hour like you're a little leaguer. Get out of here. I am impressed that you were still watching it when he was in the game to I, even I see what, what his doing. speed was. <laughs> I know. And I was like analyzing his throws too. I was paying way too much attention. Right. right. <laughs> right. Um, but even, even despite all that, Josh, we're still in Bert, we're still just five and a half games out. Right. Um, and, and it's still really a bunch of Toronto left. 
a bunch of six, Toronto six left. games, I think, with Toronto. Yeah, and there's really just four teams left in the race. I mean, you can say maybe the White Sox, but now there's seven games out, and there's no one else even close. So it's really just this four teams. So my argument is, if Seattle, Tampa Bay, or Toronto, any of them struggle and like lose, you know, seven out of ten games, all of a sudden we're right back in there. It just takes one team to struggle, assuming we can, well, you know, win some games here. Yeah, I feel like it's really on how we play Toronto because we have those six games with Toronto. Then we, we got Detroit next week. Detroit, yeah. we should be able to, like, we got we to gotta win series and, and include and win series against Toronto in order to really take it because we got, we got Toronto, Houston, and New York left on our schedule. They're all good teams. Yeah. We got Detroit and Boston that we really need to take advantage of, but we blew our opportunity with Boston this weekend. Yep. Yeah, it was a good opportunity. Um, yeah, it was a good opportunity to, to gain a little ground, and we didn't. I think it was on Saturday, too, that all the Wadka teams lost, and, and yeah. we had a chance to gain ground, and we didn't. Um, but still, and, but still, and, I'm and not ready. According Thursday. to fan graphs, we're down to 1.4% chance. So hey, I look still, at that as you're telling me that there's we started. a chance. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you're still, telling me there's still a chance. It's still better than the point two at the beginning of the season or whatever. Yeah, point we three. have a better chance of making playoffs now than we did at the beginning of the season. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm not ready to, to wave the All white right. flag. There are plenty not of time to wave the white flag, but I'm still, I'm still with this team. I'm still scoreboard watching. Yeah, no, I am too, and it'll be as long as we can can take some this weekend. If we get swept this weekend, I'm not going to be hopeful. No, it. But yeah. we also have Thursday is our last off day of the season. Yeah, so a lot of off days. We had off day yesterday. Now we have off day Thursday. Do, do these guys ever play? All right. I know. So I wish we would have had don't three worry. games the Nats. Even if we had five off days in a week, Hyde would still punt the lineup on Sunday. Don't oh, worry. That lineup, that lineup Sunday was so ugly. It's a it's joke. Like, no wonder we lose really one is. to nothing. It's embarrassing. You, you go out there. We all praise. They have the tough doubleheader loss against Toronto. And then uh, they come back on Tuesday, and Hyde just manages the crap out of that line, as, out of that bullpen and gets us the win. And we're like, "All right, Hyde's taking this serious." And then he puts out lineups like that, where you're like, "What's going on? How can yeah. you be manager of the year and that's who you're putting out there on Sundays?" Yep. If I'm, I know the Angelos brothers aren't involved, and I don't know if you even want to get into it. There's another article written on the banner, an update yeah. on the Angelos lawsuit, which I find endlessly fascinating. Another Brady Anderson update. But it's it's all uh, just brothers arguing. It's, it's I, brother drama. I can't we take don't. enough of it. I, I love it so much. Um, I'm so happy the banner is running articles about it because no one else is touching it. But but anyway, if I was if I was owning the team, even if I wasn't involved, I would see that Sunday lineup and I would call Hyde in my office and say, Hyde, what what are you doing, yeah. dude? Uh yeah, Hyde, uh, what about Gunner, Adley, Stowers, McKenna? All these guys are the future, and you can't fit any of them into your lineup. No, McKenna was leading off. Oh, yeah. McKenna was, was 0 for 3. The, all right. McKenna was in there. Stowers wasn't. Stowers, oh. Mullins, Henderson, all of them were out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but don't worry. A- Aguilar was DHing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, Torinos was catching, and Odor's playing second, and Hayes, who hasn't hit a ball in, in a month. It, yeah. yeah it, I mean, nobody, nobody cared about taking that series, apparently. I know. And this is a time where September, you're behind the playoff chase. Like, you can rest your guys in the end of September if you don't make it. 
now is the time pedal the metal man i don't care yeah. if guys aren't sleeping i don't care if they're hurt sore and the pl- and the it's players now themselves or never, don't care either and if you if you're going to lose lose with your best players I, I, yep. I, I don't think this is a a crazy take lose with your best players if you're going to lose right especially after that embarrassment on saturday it's like all right well we need to win sunday and you don't even try yeah especially was, sunday was a one nothing loss yep so you're telling me if you put a real baseball player in there, they couldn't score two runs? So so these other teams like Tampa, Toronto, Seattle, Cleveland. Yeah. How many other teams that are in the playoff race, you think they're resting their starters or playing the matchups because right. uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, Rushman doesn't bat as well against left-handed pitchers? No. Yeah. He's your how, best option. Put him in the lineup. How many days off does Aaron Judge get? I don't Probably think not many. <laughs> same, what, same number as the entire team. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And, and, on a day like Sunday, it felt like the fans are the only ones who care about winning that series. Oh, yeah. And, and it was clear that the fans were ticked off. I was like, Sunday, I was like, all right, well, I thought I was going to watch the Oriole game and have the Ravens on the little TV. But nope. Why even watch the Oriole game when you're putting that crap out there? I didn't watch a lick of it. I yep. checked it on my phone. That's about it. I put the red zone on the other TV. And it's not like we're playing a dominant left. It was Rich Hill, a 50-year-old Rich Hill. Rich right. Hill in September, of uh, uh, his first start in September, four, four innings pitched, four runs. Next it was start, one, four right. he pitched, five runs. His Against the Orioles, five innings pitched, no runs, two hits. What are you talking right. about? Uh, Rich Hill. No, he didn't, shut up, he didn't shut out the Orioles. He shut out the scrubs wearing the Oriole uniforms. Yeah. Last place Boston team, and you lose and one And especially, like you said – who cares? Run everyone down on Sunday. You have Tuesday and Thursday off. Yeah, two off days that week. And you got to make a statement. You got to bounce back from that ugly loss. <laughs> uh, the more I hear you guys talk about it, the worse it even sounds. It's, it's <laughs> like it was, it was bad enough in my own head. Not to mention, <laughs> I then had to deal with an entire Monday of no baseball. And then my only memory up to now is at, well, I'm like, at least we get to play the Nats because this weekend sucked. And the scrubs could probably even beat the Nats. That is, re- it was an off day on Monday. That is the kicker right there. Unbelievable. Who needed two days off in a row in the right. middle of a pennant race or a wild card race? The pennant's out of the yeah. reach, but still. <laughs> that that might be enough to make me all right with saying, all right, you know what? I don't want Brandon Hyde next year when the team's good. And or I'm a who Brandon Hyde call? fan. I, that's his call, I assume. It has to be. What a joke. Yeah, it's his call with the lineup, but then other stuff, I have so much confidence in Mike Elias and what he's doing, but then what he's done this year with Brett Phillips and Aguilar it's almost like, like yeah. makes me question everything. Like, like yeah. Mike Elias is yeah, sabotaging the team. Big yeah, bust. like it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You're And it's not like Aguilar is a position of need. He's DHing most of the time. And right. in a time where you could put on Gun- Sunday, Rutschman in there, Stowers Gunner, in there, Mullins Bowers. in there, Henderson in there, like and, talented baseball players. Right. But 32 year old Aguilar is taking up a roster spot to play DH. What? Doesn't make and any you, sense. And you've had Adley and Gunner work out at first base in the minors so they could get some time there to give Mountcastle time off. So you had that need. You didn't need another guy to come in to give Mountcastle a break from first base. Yeah, but he's been used mostly at DH anyway. So right. It's. Like, it's yeah. Yeah, it's because the old guy sits there and Brandon Hyde, Brandon Hyde's coaching like he's coaching Little League. I got to get all these players in. 
Yeah. Well, but but why is he even on the team? Is what I would question. Yeah. No, if you know, that's Michael. I didn't have the option. It makes no sense. It makes yeah. no sense. He was DH in Sunday. That's what. Yeah. Right. It's complete crap. There's a, literally no one else that has a, a better than a 249 average that could be DHing who just needs a break from playing defense. That's fine. I can understand that. He can still swing a bat. But they're but they're lefties. And you have a left-handed pitcher, so we can't Ooh, do it. <laughs> oh, oh, is this a professional baseball team or a college team? Or well, this is what concerns me. Like, I don't like it's fine. It's not fine. It's terrible. But like, what about next year when we have a really good team and really talented right. players? I'm concerned they're going to do something stupid like like this I'll, again. We're we're back to remember in Buck Walter had a period too where Sundays were like crap games where it's like you don't want the Sunday plan. The Sunday plan guys didn't see a win for like eight weeks in a row or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't but, have that. And we're at the point where we don't need to have it. Like we don't need to have it because this is not like it was at the beginning of the year no, or last year, the year before. We're so talented and we have depth. We didn't have that depth for forever. We, we have guys six. like Barbara and Stowers on our bench. We had a list of like six people that didn't play on Sunday that would have been better anywhere in that lineup. Yes. So like we've we, got that. Yeah, we, it's, I know. And that's the thing because, yeah, it's it's. And so next year, I hope I don't want any. I don't want. I feel like these, these are here's what these are. These are experiments. Aguilar's experiment. Can we catch what he did three years ago? Brett Phillips. Can we catch what he did three years? These are experiments. I, I hope this is the last year we see any freaking experiments. I'm done with experiments. Give me our guys we know are good get rid of the experiments yeah works with me i mean yeah that was the matt harvey experience last year yeah and and amazingly i'm kind of amazed he hasn't made his way to to the big leagues yeah i haven't checked his numbers he must be really struggling in norfolk well i don't think there's room for him here right like i guess not i guess the pitchers have been surprising i mean the next grayson is in norfolk this week does that mean he's his Coming up is done. soon. Like he could get if he's at Norfolk level, he could get the call at any time now, right? He he said after resting, he said his arm hadn't felt so good since high school. <laughs> That's good. I like <laughs> hearing that. for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I mean, he, he's been he got crushed at Bowie the other day, but I, you never know with those games. Right, um, you never know what they're working on. Yeah, um, they could tell him, hey. Throw all fastballs today. Yeah, he would just get his pitches in. Um, but yeah, he goes back up to Norfolk. So I don't know if it matters how he pitches. And I assume, see, I, I don't know. I don't know because here's the thing that I wonder about. And then we'll get into Bert's story time. The Is, if you add Grayson Rodriguez, the thing yeah. I'm stressing me out already this offseason is we're gonna run out of 40 man spots. Right. Because you have 40 men now. Yeah, but and then you have get to rid of Aguilera. You just yeah. get rid of Aguilera, you're fine. I know, but you got to sign three, three guys or four guys this offseason. Plus, there's a bunch of guys. I have to look at who's on the who's on the rule the rule five list. Grayson Rodriguez is on there. There's other guys you want to put on the 40 man roster next you year. You mean to protect that you, you have to, to protect. protect. So, not putting Grayson on the 40 man this year, but you have to in the offseason. So it doesn't really matter. Actually, never mind. I changed my mind. Yeah, he'll he'll pitch in September. He'll pitch in. I think he'll pitch in two weeks. I'll get one, maybe two starts for the Orioles. Just can't be on the playoff. I hope so, but I also am like, would they do that? Or is Michael Elias like he'd have to give up Aguilera or someone a spot? So would he just say no? (laughs) Like he he doesn't seem to care about winning this year. 
I know, but in the off season, you gotta give away the spots anyway. So why not give them away now as opposed to just the off season? Because he'll because he has to, he's on the forty he's on the rule five list, so he'll have to be added in the off season. So why not just add him now? Because because that's what the fans want. And Michael Ice does not like to do what the fans want. Yeah, well, I, I think he'll be added, um, and I think I'll pitch. But we'll we shall see. We wouldn't shall he just see. if he's calling up a pitcher like Rodriguez? Wouldn't they just uh, option? Uh, Bullpen arm, some guy yeah, that's but that, not doing but anything. That keeps him on the forty man. Oh, so it's all oh, about got, making gotcha, him on the forty gotcha. man. Yeah, but we got some bullpen guys that don't need to be there. I don't know who this guy Jake Reed is. We just caught up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, hey, hey, let's get to some story, some story time. That's why we're all here. Let's cut story the preamble time. and get to story time. Well, Hey boys, welcome to the story. (laughs) Uh, Well, I last time I was on the show, I I mentioned that uh, it was about a month ago that I was going to take my son on another baseball road trip uh, over Labor Day weekend. So that was uh, last weekend, weekend before. We headed up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, Saturday morning of Labor Day weekend. It was about a four and a half hour drive. Checked in at uh, Radisson right across the street from PNC Park uh, for a 640 game time, which I just mentioned, you know, we played in Cleveland a couple weeks ago with those 640 game starts. Incredible. I love that. That Yes, me too. The perfect time to start a baseball game. Yes. It's it's over by nine. You most, get those twenty five extra minutes at night. Yes, heck yeah, right. makes a you huge difference. Out late. Uh, so it was my first visit to PNC Park. I'd been to Pittsburgh before, but it was many many years ago. They were playing the Toronto Blue Jays, so of course we were going to cheer for the home team. We wanted the Pittsburgh Pirates to win, and uh, we got in there early. Uh, we walked around the ballpark, explored. As what you wearing, Bert? Do you, you go doing? in Orioles gear? Do you go in in, in uh, Pirates gear? What, what no. Well, I fortunately I um I have a pirate tattoo on my arm. It has nothing to do with the Pittsburgh baseball team, but I uh, have an affinity for the uh, criminals of the sea, as as it were, <laughs> the pirates of the golden age. So uh, I have a T-shirt with a skull and crossbones on it. I just wore that. Okay. Uh, it didn't have anything to do with baseball, but um also i do have a pittsburgh pirates camouflage baseball cap i wore that but that's mostly because of my fantasy football team which is called the camo pirates so i have a camo pirate hat so i wore that too so we're supporting the home team my son uh, has a clemente jersey so he wore that and uh part of our deal is we visit these ballparks he buys a cap from each stadium so he got himself a pittsburgh pirates ball cap too so he was decked out in his pirates gear i was all fine with that uh i i might have brought this up last time i was on but it's like our father's generation your dad and my dad they have a serious distaste for the pirates because of the 70s and losing or beating the orioles in the world series and yeah there's a rivalry there with the orioles and the pirates huge yeah the we are family years and all that stuff which i can understand but that was before my time so, I mean, I don't like the Pirates, but I don't hate them as much as our dads do. But in our time, they always stink and trade away their best players, so we feel a little yeah. pity for the right. Pirates. They're yeah. kind of harmless, really. <laughs> they are. Um, 
the seeing O'Neill Cruz. That was that was a treat. Oh yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah. He had he had a, a double during the game. Oh, uh, before the game even started, I did not plan this whatsoever. We just got the luck of the draw. They were doing their um, Pittsburgh Pirates Hall of Fame induction ceremony before the game. So they had like a 40-minute ceremony before the game even started where they brought out all the living members of the Pirates Hall of Fame and also family members and descendants of those who have passed. Like they had Roberto Clemente's sons and his grandson, Roberto Clemente III, his little boy. Uh, So um, And Bill Mazurowski was there. They were inducting Dave Parker into their Hall of Fame, so he was there. Um, so it was, it was cool seeing a lot of the, uh, all-time greats for Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, Stengel, Willie Stengel's family was there. Um, the ballpark is incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When it, it has a good reputation. Is, yeah. It's often compared to, you know, being one of the best ballparks outside of Camden Yards. It's very cool. It's right on the water there on the, on the river, the Allegheny river. Um, they got the bridges. There's a bunch of the bridges that are all painted yellow. So it's a cool backdrop all the skyscrapers in the background. So, and it's real open in the outfield. So you see, it's a nice view of the like city that. and There's the bridge no and the river blocking the city. No, no, no. It's no very open. Yeah, yeah. 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 They have, um, statues. Oh, uh, they had, um, Honus Wagner's like great grandchildren were there. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. It was it was really cool. They have four main statues there, similar to our statue park, but um, Clemente, Willie Stengel, uh, Honus Wagner, and Bill Mazurowski each have a very big statue around the stadium. Cool. They have a, a little park of all the retired numbers, so all that was all cool. Uh, great things for the kids, playgrounds. Albie was all into that. Um, there was a very heavy – Blue Jays presence in the ballpark and all around the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, and that, that kind of made me sick. I, um, I'm finding myself, I, I hate the Blue Jays going back to our childhood from the, why not the Cito sucks and the why not year. I, I hate the Blue Jays almost as much as I hate the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's very, very close how much I, I'm kind of indifferent with the Tampa Bay Rays because I, whatever, but I, I hate the Blue Jays and I hate their fans almost their as fan much as base I, really is obnoxious. Yeah. They suck. Um, and their they, team is always, always trying to fight people. Chill out, guys. Not that yeah. Their manager's always barking at somebody. Manage, sit down, dude. And it didn't work out good because the Blue Jays did end up winning. Uh, the We cheered hard for the Pirates, but was for nothing. Blue Jays won. 
Um, With the return of the Hall of Famers, was it a big crowd? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it was sold out, but it was it was a good crowd. It was a good crowd, but it was a lot of blue. I would say almost fifty yeah. percent blue, to be honest. Yeah. A lot yeah. hey, of Blue Jays fans. Hey, just real quick, uh, speaking of attendance, Josh, I bet they announced attendance for Nationals game tonight. It's twenty five thousand. Look at that stadium and tell me there's yeah. five thousand people there. Oh, I know <laughs> we had this. We had after we had this discussion. I mean, there's a there's. I don't know. I can't tell. They keep doing all the close shots. Yeah, and, and there's it's no hard to tell at Nats Park because they've got the upper deck like up in the clouds. Why is there no um, one there? But the attendance going to be twenty five thousand because it's season ticket holders. That's a lot of season yeah. ticket holders for a team that you knew was not going to be good. I don't. Yeah, really but understand. the team won the World Series what five years ago. So they still have the season tickets from five years ago. I think so. Yeah. Even though they traded away all their good players. I mean, we talked about the Ravens and then and how a Super Bowl buys you six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Goodwill. I all would right. venture to guess right, that there would there would be a much heavier Orioles presence down at Nats Park tonight if not after this weekend. If we hadn't crapped the bed on Sunday yeah. with that terrible lineup. Yeah, Sorry. I don't know. Can't I, get over but that. I noticed <laughs> I did go back after our discussion last week and looked, and the Nats always have around twenty five, twenty six thousand, no matter what. But if you what. watch their games, they don't. No. Because that would be but, over half a full stadium. Yeah. Right. But the Orioles but that's the sad part. When the Orioles announce Nine thousand people. That's including season ticket holders. Yeah, I'm yeah. tempted to go tomorrow night to Nats Park. Uh, my son was asking to go. I said maybe if they win tonight, I'll go. I might go to Washington tomorrow. But well, if they lose to the Nationals, I am not. I am not <laughs> spending. I am not going. I'm not spending any money. Give me a break. Well, well, you experienced this too, Bert, and I know Josh and I experienced this. It's hard to go to Nationals just watch a game with the peasants when you've watched a game down there in the box seats in the behind the catcher that's a whole different world that's true <laughs> yeah yeah, that's part. yeah. yeah. So I, would I would go to any game the national plan anybody if i can get those tickets but i'd be getting on StubHub looking for diamond club seats yeah, diamond <laughs> club. uh so back to labor day weekend i the next morning after pittsburgh we had a great time i would highly recommend anyone visiting pittsburgh for their right. baseball stadium it's on it my list treat. along with all the other stadiums it was very very cool uh, i would do it again um the next morning, we headed out two hours further northwest to the city of Cleveland. We checked into our hotel right next to Progressive Field, and that was for a 240 game. It was a day game. Okay. Um, First time in Cleveland? No, I actually, and I'd actually been to that ballpark back when it was called Jacobs Field. You guys went a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. When they played the yeah. Orioles? Yes. Yeah. That was now like I don't know six years ago or something. So we were it was when we were doing the podcast, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I it was back in the Baltimore Sports Report days. Because because we saw uh, who did we see that we saw was it Sam Dingman? Yeah. We oh saw him yeah, there. yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. It was Sam Dingman. Yeah, yeah, I remember you guys talking about that. Um, so I mean, I don't have to say a whole lot about it. the The ballpark is it's very cool. It's I think it's the first new ballpark that came after Camden Yards, so it does have a lot of similarities. Um, as far as the layout and stuff, but both um, PNC Park in Pittsburgh and Progressive Field in Cleveland and Nats Park and a lot of the newer parks I've been to have that open air concourse yes. where you can just be walking around and still see the game. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I kind of really, really like that. It reminds uh, me of all the minor league stadiums, but yeah, yeah but it, it, it still works. It's cool. It's, it makes you wonder why Camden Yards, I can't watch. Yeah. Two innings. We have to wait in a long line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can, you can be standing in the beer line and still see the game with your own eyes right there. 
Whereas at Camden Yards, not only can't you see the game, there's a 50-50 chance the television also won't be working right yeah. above the beer stand. And make sure you, either, bar- you bring so. your glasses because they're small televisions. Yeah, and th- yeah, they're televisions from about uh, 2010. So <laughs> they're not HD. The color's all whack. It's uh, they that's, that's an upgrade I'd recommend. If they can't knock down the walls to make it open air, at least upgrade the televisions at the beer lines. Um, I'll talk to Mike Elias about that next time I see yeah. him. Um, but here's the thing at Cleveland. I, I guess this could make it a story. They were calling for rain all day in Cleveland. I was like, man, we came all the way up here. At least just get the game in or half the game or whatever. The game starts. Uh, they play about two and a half innings, and then it is just pouring and pouring. And they call, they pause the game, and they have an awesome kids area there probably one of the best kids areas I've ever seen. They've basically taken this whole section in the middle level and made it a kids area. So there's playgrounds, there's activities, mm. there, uh, there's music there. there It's tons of stuff for kids. Uh, the most I've ever seen for kids at any major league baseball stadium. So it was a great time killer. And we spent two, two and a half hours up there during the rain delay until mm. I, at, we get to a certain point. It's like, I just can't take it anymore. And our hotel's right across the street. I'm like, look, it. We at least we got to come. We got to see a little bit of the game. The Mar- they were playing the Seattle Mariners. So again, we're cheering for the oh, Cleveland yeah. Guardians to win because we want them to beat the Mariners. And um, the Mariners were winning, but it was only two and a half innings of baseball. So we go back to the hotel. But on the way out, the uh, ticket gate people, ushers, whatever they are, they scan the tickets on my phone. They said, if the game gets restarted, you can come back in re-entry. So oh, that's nice. So it's yeah. like, a, like you're leaving an amusement park or something. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and it was interesting because it was game three of a three game series, no off days. Seattle's not coming back to Cleveland to make mm, up half a baseball game. game in. Yeah. They're getting this game in no matter what. Um, so we left, we went back to the hotel. We chilled out for a bit. We walked to a restaurant next door. Um, Four and a half hours later, <laughs> they start the game back up. Wow. And because we're so close, we're like, I was like, look, I mean, it's like nine o'clock at night at this point. I'm like, if you want, we can just go to bed. We can go to the hotel or the, the game's right there. We can go back. Albie's like, let's go. So sure enough, nine o'clock, we go walking back through the gates with you our and 10 other tickets. people. Uh, it was maybe 200 people in the whole stadium. <laughs> it was it was literally yell and the players can hear you. It was, it was a very cool. There was only one concession stand open in the whole stadium. Um, and uh, we stayed till the end. Until, I think it was like 11 o'clock. They finally finished the game. Oh, it went to extra innings too. These poor, <laughs> these poor people who worked there were just like soaking wet from being out there in the rain all day. Uh, they'd been sitting around twiddling their thumbs for a four and a half hour rain delay. Yeah, and then a, Cleveland comes, day. Cleveland comes yeah. back and ties it in the bottom of the ninth. So like, we're going to extra innings. Uh, we got, we went and hung out by the bullpens, which they have stacked bullpens like Camden yards, another comparable thing. And we got two baseballs, two Seattle, um, relief pitchers, toss baseballs up to us. Oh, that's cool. Um, they had a lot of cool statues too. They had a Jim Tomei statue, uh, they had a Frank Robinson statue, hmm. but it was like a managerial Frank Robinson, you know, because he was the first right. African-American manager oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Major League Baseball. So his statue 
is similar to our Earl Weaver statue where he's just wearing a jacket, no glove, no bat. And he's actually holding a lineup card in his statue. And if you go up to the lineup card, it's the actual lineup from that first game that he was the manager for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. And he was a player manager. So he is on his own lineup card, like batting third, playing right field. And Boog Powell's on that lineup card because he played for Cleveland under Frank Robinson as well. So some uh, uh, trivia, Burt's trivia as well. (laughs) I feel like unlike Pittsburgh, with our generation, there is a lot of, I don't know, Cleveland oral connections. I think of, I mean, I loved watching Kenny Lofton growing up and you think of Mm -hmm. Albert Bell. Roberto Alomar. Manny Ramirez, Roberto Alomar. I feel like they're... There, um, that's a team that was really good in the mid to late 90s when the Orioles were also good. And that was some fun games. They have a whole, I forget what they call the area, you know, Heritage Park or something like that, where we just walked through and just looked at some of these names and pictures. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I forget about how many superstars played in Cleveland. It's uh, It was very impressive. Um, yeah, you just spouted off a good chunk of them. Um, but that that was a that was a crazy experience just with the whole rain delay and being able to go back in. I don't think I've ever left a ballpark and come back after a long delay no, like that. That was that. that was very very cool. Um, and uh, the next morning we did swing by the Christmas Story House before heading home to Baltimore. Yes, too. Yes, too. But it was Labor Day and it was closed, so. <laughs> We took oh, some pictures no. outside, but we didn't get to go inside. So you couldn't get a lampshade ornament or something? Uh, no, but the leg lamp was in the window. Uh, so we got pictures and stuff. I would go back to Cleveland. I would go back to both, but I would specifically like to go back to Cleveland again because there is so much more to do in Cleveland, whereas we yeah. were only there for maybe 24 hours tops. Right. Uh, so you you didn't do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either? No, I, I, I did that in high school, but I want to go back. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do the Christmas Story House. Um it, oh, interesting to me. I just got a vibe from every person there, and they were. I think they're still in first place in the central, right? The Guardians. I or think so. Yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're they flip flopping with Minnesota, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of and the Twins are going at it, but yeah, I think yeah. Everybody I met is just the most humglum, down in the dumps. Maybe miserable is a strong word, but nobody was happy in cleveland so, <laughs> so it's like the it's like the movie major league kind of yeah uh like i know they're the browns stink. maybe just yeah maybe just since football season was about to start LeBron, <laughs> lebron's the not there anymore like the cavaliers the cavaliers arena is right next to progressive field so that there's a lot of Cavs stuff everywhere yeah but um and they got yeah, the championships I, I, in with the Cavs. they had success there i kind of felt bad i was like oh man <laughs> You got, you know, you're in first place, right? Like, what? Why is everybody so grumpy? <laughs> uh, that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot to do in Cleveland. I would go back and spend more than uh, 24 hours there. Uh, I, I would go back when the Orioles play again. I wouldn't. I don't care to go see them play the Mariners again. But next time the Orioles are there, if it works out, I would go. And I did wear an Orioles cap to that game, regardless okay. of who they were playing. Okay. <laughs> no, I think the, I think the cap. Is the cap is good? I don't mind seeing a uh, baseball cap of another team. It's when the Orioles are playing like the Red Sox and there's someone in an Astros jersey that's annoying. Yeah, that's stupid. The jersey's annoying. The cap, I understand. It's it's funny how this works out though, because like, uh, 
I was wearing an Orioles cap and sure enough, like every, every usher, everybody you come across at progressive field is like, Hey, Orioles, you know, they were just here, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know <laughs> I'm an Orioles fan. And we took two or three from you in Cleveland. I, I know I just couldn't come. <laughs> I couldn't come in the middle of the week. So I'm here on the weekend. And, and last year when me and Abby went to Philadelphia, I wore an Orioles cap and they're all like, Oh, you know, the Orioles are coming to town this weekend to play the Phillies. I'm like, I know you don't have I'm aware to, of the, the schedule. schedule. <laughs> I can't come next weekend, but I I could come tonight. So I'm here. Maybe they thought you like <laughs> just picked the wrong week. You didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I, I must look like a dumb dumb. I, I know these things. <laughs> right. Right. You didn't remind them. Oh, it's Labor Day weekend. Kids off now. Seriously. This is like the only time we could go. Um, yeah. And, I like and got a guardian's go cap. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I like to make connections with the out of it. We went to Macon Bacon game here in Macon because that's all we got. And I wore my Delmarva Scrapple shirt, making the connection with, you know, Bacon and Scrapple. Got a couple comments about it. <laughs> they um, knew so what think, Scrapple was? <laughs> what? Did they know what Scrapple was? Yeah, the couple comments were people who actually knew what it was. And anyone who knows what Scrapple is is very enthusiastic about the Scrapple. So they were both <laughs> totally. very enthusiastic about Scrapple. When I, I went to college in Nashville and I remember going to the grocery store and asking for Scrapple and they looked at me like I was crazy. Like, I have no idea what that is. I'm like, I I would assume Scrapple would be like, you know, hillbilly food in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, had no idea what it was. In the South too, yeah. It was very disappointing. Um, yeah. One other small point I just wanted to share with you was guys. Was that it? Was those two stadiums? That's it? That was it. And then we had it back right. the next day. Yeah, it was a little whirlwind. Um, but it was a great time. Uh, no, it's a great weekend. We went to Camden Yards last Friday, the f- game one of the Boston series, which we won. Um, That's the, the only one we to. won against Boston. Yeah. Yeah. What the, what type of curse did you put on at the end of the game? <laughs> Nothing. I thought we gave them good luck. Um, so you know, as we are want to do, we we got there early. We head down to the side by the Orioles dugout. Albie's trying to get some autographs. Uh, none of the players were signing. One of the bullpen coaches came up and signed. I, it's not the pitching coach. I have no idea who the guy was. He didn't. I couldn't see his jersey, but he did talk to the kids and he signed their baseballs. And he got his little like pouch zipper pouch out with a, a thing of athletic tape, and he grabbed the kids' wrists and wrapped athletic tape around their wrists. I like. I guess he does for the players. And then he gave him a Sharpie and said, write the number of your favorite Orioles player on this masking tape, on this athletic tape on your wrist, and that'll be good luck for that player in tonight's game. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do. That's different. That's different. <laughs> that's different, right? Yeah, I definitely haven't heard that before. Alby put 21 for Austin Hayes, and he proceeded to go over four or something, but it yeah. uh, didn't work for him. But then Joey Crable did come up, and uh, – we thought it was something special was about to happen because Crable puts his glove on the wall right there. And he's like, says to Albie, do you, you want to autograph my glove? And Albie like pulls the cap off his Sharpie and gets ready. To, and, and Crable takes the glove back. He's like, I was joking, kid. This is my work equipment. You cannot write on this. <laughs> uh, he was joking. Crable he was getting joking. their hopes up and crushing him. <laughs> yeah, that's a little rude. <laughs> 
he was messing with them. Like he, they laughed about it, but and right. then he signed, he signed his baseball. So he got a Joey Crable autograph, but I thought it was funny. Like, cause Albie knew about the little league world series and all the kids signing the jerseys. So right. I know that what's what came into his like, wow, Joey Crable wants me to sign his glove. <laughs> it's like, no, he yeah. doesn't. <laughs> uh, that was it for that game. Yeah. You like players <laughs> messing with kids. I like to see that. Yeah. It's good to see. Teach them to have a sense of humor. Was that, that was, did, did you stay for the whole game, Bert? We did. Yeah. Whole game. Was that, um, I stayed for the watching the whole game on my couch was, <laughs> I was disappointed. Um, that was a disappointing ninth inning because there was no lights, no whistle. Yeah. Um, no, no, we, actually, in the ninth. No, we talked about that because, uh, it was like the eighth inning. I'm like, all right, it's a one run game. Uh, unless we blow up here in the bottom of the eighth, we're going to get to see Batista. We're going to see the light show. We're going to hear the whistle, but then sure enough, there's nobody warming up. Uh, coming into the top of the ninth and uh, Dylan Tate stayed in. So, yeah. I'd, and then someone told me later he, Batista had arm fatigue or something. That's what Hyde said right. after the game. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, that, I and that's fine. And, second. I, yeah. He was probably prepping for that terrible lineup on Sunday. Um, <laughs> not, I don't know what they, one has to do with the other, but <laughs> just another nice. excuse to bring that up. But just yeah, another nice up, uh, a, a, a playoff hunt and players have arm fatigue. Can't yeah, go out yeah. pitch coach. I got some fatigue in my Can't arm. Can't let your superstar closer come in in a game that matters. <laughs> yeah. How about a little bit of Gatorade, Felix, and get in the game? Uh, no, Dylan Tate's up for the test, though, and, and he was uh, pretty lights out. I think they grounded yeah. into a double play to end the game. So I was it was fine, but I would have liked to have seen the light show in person. Yeah, uh, I was a little disappointed with that aspect of it, but uh, and they have away. used Batista an awful lot. I mean, they, I think this the experience before that he threw two innings. Yeah, um, when Hyde cared for a moment about winning that game against Toronto, but but yeah, so they have been using him a lot. So good times. Right. Trying to get oh, as much before we get out of here. Before yeah. we get out of here, you want to touch on the, on the, the just get your guys' thoughts on the new rules. Um, am I missing them? Yeah. The, the rules are. I bigger. mean, I think there's, yeah, just a little bit we can talk about them, but we'll have the whole offseason also to really break them down and see how they could impact things. Okay. But yeah, go over. So, them. But just are you a fan simple. or no? Here's the top three, oh, right? Yeah. What's all right, so top three? What's the I first was not saying, but about? you interrupted me. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> bigger bags. Yeah. Bigger is uh, always better. No shift. Yeah. And pitch, pitch clock. clock. Yeah. 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 I think we're, aren't we all? Am I, I'm just going to assume we're all in favor of all these. For all these? Sure. I don't have any right. problem with any of them. I Here's what I would like the bigger bag's cool. I want a bigger home plate so we can get rid of this stupid you can't block the plate rule. You do a bigger home plate, <laughs> then they can block the plate. Yeah, but then that makes the strike that. zone bigger. No, no, no. You can have an inner plate and an outer plate. You can have the inner strike zone plate and then the tag plate. Like, you know, in my softball league, there's two home plates, and that's how they deal with the safety. I don't want two home plates at home, and I don't want two first base bags. But going a little bigger for safety, I'm all right with. I hate that the safety of the home plate catcher rule from your, the Buster Posey rule has changed the game in that part and has impacted that those play at the plates. What? I don't think any, but then I, I guess that would also be the argument of the shift and whether the shift would change the game or if the, in a good way or in a bad way. And I guess baseball has decided that it's been, the shift has been bad for baseball. 
Yeah, and as far as home plate cut, I think it's just a small percentage of plays where it really counts or matters. But it's been the, a- the, the the thing that gets me with that play is like there's this loophole that no one knows how to deal with. What if the ball like comes the last minute right in front of the plate? And the catcher has to come right in front of the plate to catch the ball. Well, and there's I this think, obvious loophole that they don't know what to do with. And so I right. guess that's blocking, but there's nothing else the catcher can do. So right. it's just, it just the gray areas around the play. Well, are, and I think that's you know, a little why, bit annoying. I think that gray area is why we've talked about it a good amount this season, because I think that happened early in the season on one game, and all the managers took note of the third bases, man. Uh, coaches took note to send their guy because they can't block the plate so yeah and it happened with toronto yeah yeah so then we saw more and more people doing it so then we had more plays like this and it all comes down to the same issue the ball gets there it's a bang bang play you're blocking the plate player safe and that poor kirk guy for toronto he's so fat and big he can't help himself if he's always blocking the plate no matter where (laughs) he stands um but but uh bert other rules are you on board with all of them even even banning the shift I mean, it has. I think it has to be done. I think the better option would have been to, I don't know, I, I learn how, how to hit the other many, way. Yeah, however many years the shift has been going on, and batters still have not learned how to beat it. All right, Chris Davis. Still, I know, but you're still seeing it today. So yeah, I know. It's I get like, it. it. Sucks. Guys who were hitting 197 could be th- hitting 300 if their egos could get past it. Yeah, they care yeah. a little bit less about home runs and yeah. Get on base. Like get on base. I, what if what what have we all learned from Moneyball? Get on base. You need guys who get on base. How do they how do they get on base? Who cares? Just get on base. You can't score a run unless you get on base. But if you hit the ball into the shift, you're not getting on base. Yeah, but, but the argument against that is there are really good professional hitters. Oh, uh, why did you cut uh, him off? I wanted to see how often he could say get on base. Get on base. <laughs> there are really good professional hitters. I'm thinking about a guy on our team who plays catcher who can hit the ball to all fields, but still right. becomes victimized by, by, by the, by the shift when they put four outfitters out there. And listen, I want, all I care about is listen, do I think this means Chris Davis coming back? Yeah. I think it's possible. Chris Davis comes back and resurrects, <laughs> resurrects his career. Back. And that has no, me excited. Is but, this his last year of the contract? Aren't we done paying him after this year or is it next year? Well, he's got deferred money for like, like 10 years or something, but all right. Um, but I don't know, you know, his time on the team, but the, everything goes back to me, like, will this make the game more exciting and will it mean more singles and doubles? And I, I think it will make the game a little more exciting, but the other part of me is kind of with Bert, like learn to hit the other way. And also these power hitters who can only like hit home runs, batting left-handed and strike out all the time. Like, I just kind of want these players not in the game anymore anyway. Right. Um, like I want players who know how to hit and hit tall fields, but when you're shifting Adley, like you've gone too, 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 too far with it. Don't mess well, with Adley. So, well, I think that's where the shift. I think that's where the turn went on the shift is when suddenly you were shifting in either direction on every single player. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. It might and this Doros might benefit more than other teams because, as you talked about before, they moved the 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 left field wall back. Right. And we have a lot of left-handed hitters, right, who hit the right field. And so a lot of our young players are left-handed. So maybe they'll benefit from um, – because I think the left-handed hitters get victimized more by the shift than the right-handed hitters. But I think all it would have taken would, would have been an organized movement by all of the hitters who were constantly hitting into the shift 
to be like, look, yeah, if, if all all they needed to do was spend a few months bunting to force them the defense the defense to be honest, then they would stop shifting on them. But nobody ever did it, so the the offense won the the battle yeah. of the shift. So now baseball has to change since the offense defensive yeah. strategy goes out the door then because now they made a rule where you cannot be defense defensively strategic. Was it, was it DJ Stewart that we talked to years ago over at Bowie and you were talking about him trying to hit more singles or doubles and the, and he he said something about how the Orioles want him to just be more aggressive and be swinging yeah. at the ball and go. He would always take run. four pitches before he swung. Yeah, in. yeah. So I mean that was the way of baseball. But the other thing I'm excited about with the shift, the banning the shift, is how teams will get around it. Like what I expect to happen. I, I didn't. I didn't read all the fine print. I don't know what the rule is as far as you have to have your dirt on the your cleats in the dirt or whatever. I think it's but I anticipate guys on each side of second base. Two men on either side of second. If you got a guy like Mateo, the second the pitcher releases the ball, am I going to see Mateo sprinting across the field to get so to think- get to the? To, so to it's going to be like the field to do a probably, shift after the ball's thrown. Is that going right, to happen? Because so I would love that. That would be fun. It'd be like a it'd be like a secondary uh, in football. Like Ed Reed, you think yeah. he was going to rush the quarterback? Nope, he's out. He's running out deep. Or like, is it arena football where the receivers get running starts before the ball's hiked? Like all these guys will be sprinting before the ball's pitched just so they can cross the right <laughs> yeah. time uh, to get there. I, I don't know, but all that sounds exciting. Yeah. I, I don't think there's an answer to this question, but I'll pose it. Uh, has there been any word on what the penalties are for when these new rules, at, at least as far as the shift in the pitch clock? I, I wonder how. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I wonder pitch clock, how much will be enforced? I wonder about right. these things. I mean, is it a bulk? Is it count as a ball? Is it count as a free base? And, and, the, and, and again, the, in the yeah. minors, I believe it's a ball if you don't pitch it in the correct amount of time. Yeah. But I don't know about the shift. They just – I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. And um, is, is a full foot has to be on the infield dirt or just the toes? I don't know. The 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 penalty for the shift is also a ball. But the – but the opponent team can decide to accept the penalty or not. So it's basically when they hit the ball, it would be if the hitting team reaches base and the runner advances on the ball because of the shift. Is it's it's weird because it's all it's based on they don't whistle the they don't they don't wave the play dead before the pitch or before the hit. It's all based on after the after the hit. Right, and that the and the penalty of the shift would be a ball on your next person, which tells me, well, why don't we give up that ball in order to make the out? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah maybe worth it. Has, and then on the pitch clock, if the pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a ball before the expiration of the clock, he will be charged with a ball. If the batter delays entering the box, he will be charged with a strike. Oh man. Yeah, but again, the enforcement of it, right? I don't I'm curious to see how the enforcement goes. Yeah, especially those bigger bases. How do you enforce those? Run out with well, a tape measure? Based on the uh umpires I've seen lately, they're gonna relish the opportunity to make this all about themselves. <laughs> That's right. So, Considering the strike zone doesn't work, how's the rest of this gonna work? Yeah, and Josh is over here talking about a big home plate and a small home plate when these incompetent idiots can't even uh call well, a ball well, or strike correctly. 
what we really need is just electronic strike zone. Agree. No, I disagree completely. I think it's a disaster. But <laughs> what what's a disaster? Oh. The guys who can't call ball strike? I got a question. <laughs> Did you see that whole fiasco last night between the umpires wouldn't let the pitcher throw a warm-up pitch? Yeah, because I said out of, so. Yeah, because I said Get so. Get out of here with that. Who do you think you are? How many people be, bought tickets to see him? That dude should be suspended. But if you watch any of these stupid uh, computer uh, ump games, you'll see some crazy balls caught call, call, call as strikes. And really? also, we have freaking Adley Rutschman strike stealer extraordinaire. I want him uh, to be stealing strikes every every chance he right. gets. Hey, um, speaking of catchers, did you see on the Nats game today the catcher's wearing a microphone? Why have I not noticed that on any other catchers this year? I thought that the that the that the new thing they type it on their arm, like they press the buttons on their arm, and then it I, tells the pitcher what. I thought it was on their leg, like like under their knee. Yeah, somewhere under their knee, and I've seen it on your arm. Okay, but he was wearing a microphone, which I've never seen before. Yeah. That's a bold strategy because it seems like the, the batter could maybe hear. Yeah. Right. That's what I didn't understand. I saw that. All right. Ready to get out of here? Yeah. It's fun to have Bert back. Yeah, yeah Bert. Right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for story time. I'll come back on if we make the playoffs. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even beg Bert to come on. He came on in his own. Yeah, man. Well, you asked me last week and I wanted to, but we were just I was beat after that long drive back from Cleveland and uh, I figured I'd rest up and spill the beans a week later. Oh man, you're just like you're just like hide. I need the off day. Give me give me some off days. I'm working too hard here. I need the off days. Yeah, I mean, but there's a big difference between me being a 42 year old man and 23 uh, year old professional athletes. I I don't feel bad for them. And we're not exactly <laughs> in, a, in a playoff hunt right here. No, yeah. as, as a podcast, I got nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you know that we got a new review on iTunes this week? I did not know. Five stars. I like to listen to this show. That was the subject. <laughs> That's what, what I'm talking like. about. No, no. Simple, sweet, but, to the but, point. Then he gets no. That was the heading. Then he gets uh, into it. I thought that was it. I was like, "That's good." Okay. Yeah. No, I like that, but he gets better. This may be the best Orioles-focused podcast. I wouldn't suggest that Josh and Matt are the pinnacle of Orioles and baseball knowledge. Josh charmingly mispronounces players' names basically in every episode, and they aren't as up-to-date on the farm system as some Oriole fanatics. That said, they are hardcore Oriole fans and are current on Orioles and Ravens news and banter. The thing that separates this show from other Baltimore pods is the host chemistries. As brothers who have done this podcast for years, I love to listen to them talk sports or even especially local scam artists. Zany Burt is a great addition to the group, even though he isn't as detailed as the main host. I really enjoyed <laughs> I really enjoy hanging out with these guys once a week and highly recommend this show for any Orioles fan. He probably doesn't so know I, that Burt was an OG. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that OG. this guy came on board after Burt. Yeah. <laughs> nice we have a new special guest, uh Burt, who just heard about the show and decided to join. Yeah. No, by I the way, uh, speak, speaking of mispronouncing, I I I need to uh what didn't we used to do like corrections or apologies or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I just realized I was mispronouncing Willie Stargell from Pittsburgh. I kept saying Stengel. I'm thinking of Casey Stengel. Yeah. Stargell, Willie Stargell. Willie Stargell. Apologies if you're, if you're still listening and, this far. <laughs> and I don't think I mispronounced any names this week. Yeah, I, I took your I think, part. I think I avoided names. Unless Aguilera. I'm probably pronouncing that one wrong. Yeah, it's just Aguilar. Is it Aguilar? Yeah. You're yeah. thinking of Christina. <laughs> 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 there we go. All right, that, that's for the review. 
That's that's but, right. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to go through because what is this episode 483? And we did a lot that didn't have numbers on them. And then we did times where we would do the split where it was uh, 483 orange and 483 purple. So we did. A, we've done so many episodes. I keep saying I'm going to go back to all the story times and just edit them together as like a mess. Its own podcast for so people can catch up with the Zany Burt. There are some classics. Story time. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. The time I met Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we dedicated a whole episode to that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We recreated a comic book. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Was it story time? That was a, yeah. We, I think I brought that up for a story time, and then we turned it into like yeah. a YouTube animation thing. So, that was cool. Good times, good times. All right, boys and girls. Write us a review like that guy. Say, you know, keep it short and simple and sweet. You like it's a good show. You like to listen. That's all yeah. it takes. And then go to birdlandsports.com and get a shirt. Do that too. There's short uh, shirt designs coming. Twenty new shirt designs every single day on I, sale now. I want a pretty good pace of at least one a day, maybe five a week. It is blowing up on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'm also trying to force myself to use social media for it. So, okay. It's all I, I'm still waiting for an Aguilar shirt, but I guess I keep on waiting. No, you know, oh, all right. Here's here. I got a question for you guys. And I guess for the listeners too, here's the shirt I'm debating about putting out. Just, I want to put out a Nashville Orioles shirt. Just for all the naysayers that every two months are saying this team's moving to Nashville. Well, I'm like, let's just make a Nashville Orioles shirt. I, I would be it's... mad if I ever saw anyone wearing that. <laughs> I know we do, but that's why I'm considering making it and putting it out. I think a Nashville Nationals is more realistic. I mean, yeah, the Nats are for sale. Nashville Nationals. Uh, We're getting ready to be be about for sale. Yeah, and so are the Orioles. We'll get to the John Engler article next week. All right, week. we'll do that next week. Yeah. Like a little brother and brother about. update. They're hating on my man Brady Anderson. I we got to get him into that. Mm. Oh, and I... I like in the late. I like that now. The moms weighing on like John, John, John. Yep, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> mom picking favorites with the kids. Yeah, well, there's a favorite. One kid got left out, and that kid's whining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at section three three six. Bert's on Twitter too. Bert, did did you tweet out pictures and stuff of your uh, time? Uh, I put them on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Bert oh, If you want to see my Pittsburgh and Cleveland pictures, uh, I, I'll do more Instagram than Twitter these days. Even that's not that much, though. <laughs> All right, you can follow Josh on Twitter at Ashroka. Yeah, or Birdland Sports, right at Birdland Sports for all that. Uh, yeah, for, for the for the t-shirts, merch. Hey, I'm enjoying it. All right, well, I'm glad you are. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And as always, go O's. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. 
This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.